So welcome to the R and Love podcast with Rodney and Nadia. So this week, or this episode, I rather say, we're going to talk about. We know we 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 try to do the church thing. We know because of COVID, we have been locked down, but we still was able to find a pretty good sermon online. Elevation Churches, Stephen Frick. So we're going to talk about what he talked about, and we're going to talk about what we learned from it and what it applied to our lives. So we hope you enjoy, and thank you for tuning in. We watch Stephen Frick Church Elevation. Church on Sunday, mm-hmm. and he had a pretty powerful sermon. I like to follow him. I don't know how I came across him, but I, I know I followed him, and I, I love how he preached. Uh, and I, I like his message is always relevant, and I like how it's presented. I think it's a very realistic way. Uh, and what he talked about Sunday was the story of how Peter walked on water, uh, and they had the whole like walking on water challenge, and he's talking about how he just broke the story down, saying how. It's a it's a story of faith and 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 trusting God in the moment, right? And trusting the timing of God and, and knowing that, knowing that He is there with you. One of the things, a lot of things, sort of, one of the things that sort of was when He was saying that Jesus sent them into the boat, essentially into the storm, and He went up to pray. But from the perch where He was praying, He still had eyes on them. It's like He never lost sight of them. And 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 He said, but you know, at times you feel as if God don't see you, or God isn't hearing you, or He isn't there for you, and actually, He's always there with you. And then also, too, He said, we tend to think that the storms are sent by the enemy, and actually, the storm is sent by God to teach you to trust His timing, okay. to teach you to trust when He can come. And just to know that it, it just up that faith, that, 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 that solid faith. And so, I was the last note taker during this sermon. Uh, he had a few points in his lesson so they were one certain storms are unavoidable two god's timing is designed to teach you to trust three what if works both ways i'll say that again what if works both ways Uh, four the deepest thing god speaks can be the simplest Five, big moves don't always prove great faith. Stay. And six, grace and faith go hand in hand. So going back to um, what you were saying, I think the most profound thing for me was the second point. God's timing is designed to teach you to trust. He said, you know, God pops up in that last minute, you know. And it's not necessarily because he wants to show off or um, because, you know, it's really dramatic, right? It drums up anticipation. What it should drum up is trust. What it should drum up is trust. Uh, so in that moment where you're not seeing action and you're waiting to hear back, yes, you put in the work. Yes, you have the faith and you, you trust. And that's when he's going to come through, you know? Um, when you show that, you know, you, you've put your faith in him and you trust him to do what is best. So I, I mean, that, that point like 
blew me away because <laughs> there's nowhere in the Bible that like God was like early, you know, he didn't rush to do anything. Everything was planned out and calculated and the timing was always perfect for the lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is like, the thing of the story of Lazarus, whereas like, um, the word came, says, uh, Jesus, your friend is dying and coming. And you would think if he heard his friend was dying, he rushed to go save his friend, but he didn't. He stopped and he, and he waited and the delay resulted in Lazarus dying. And, but it was in Lazarus dying was a miracle, the resurrection. So, and the thing is, late is such a, a interesting term because late insinuates we know the time. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's tough to say somebody's late if you never know the time they were meant to arrive. So that's, that's I think that's where the, conf- the the conflict arises with us is that we look to put an infinite going in a finite uh, box in terms of you, you expect him to act this way and do that and, and respond this way and respond that way. And I didn't ask where a lot of the, the difficulty coming to, but that, that part too. And next part was sort of what he said was he broke down the little feet when Peter began to sink and and Jesus grabbed his son and said, oh, you have little feet. Then he's like, how how of all people that say little feet is Peter who's the rock of the church or Peter who's the person who actually stood up, who actually went out onto the water and walked for for a tad, but even though he started to drown. And they say, well, maybe little faith doesn't necessarily mean the the amount of faith that you have. Maybe little faith means the duration of faith, that Peter faith was little in the sense that it didn't last long enough for the whole walking and not decide that he didn't believe. And then he, he tied it into the Saturian, which is a story, which is a, is a lovely story, actually, when the, the Roman official came to Jesus and said, we know I have a servant who is sick and I need you to heal him. And Jesus said, okay, where, where, where do you want me to go? And then the Saturian responded and said, well, no, I don't need you to come anywhere. Um, I have authority and I, if I tell him I'm go, he goes, who is under my authority? If I tell him come, he comes. And I know you're that same power of authority because I recognize authority. So once you speak the word and you're serving, my servant shall word. be healed. And what's so crazy when he said that, that's actually a part of a prayer. He say, um, I'm unfit for you to set foot in my home, but just speak the word and I shall be healed. And I used to say that often. So when I heard it again, I was reminded of how we can get healing and we can get answers from, from God, but not in our way and not, and not in our time, but just trust that he would do it. And it's the faith in order once he says done is done. And interestingly enough, somebody sent you where it's like you, you bury something in faith, stop digging up in doubt. Yeah. So if if you bury it, let it grow. If if God said this is for you and if he said this is gonna grow, then let it grow. And his trust is gonna grow, but it's hard. I, I, I cannot lie, it's it's hard because you live in in a world where you need to see things progressing or you need to touch something I need to see it just being tangible to have that that blind faith, that unknown faith, but not spend a miracles is happening. So I, I loved I loved the sermon. I, like I always enjoy I always enjoy how he presents messages over I just thought it was timely. Um from for me, that was definitely timely. I mean, just in the midst of a storm, a song saying with Christ in the vessel, you, you can, can smile, smile at the, at the storm. storm. Yeah. And this trust that he is there with you. Trust that no matter how, how tough the way is may see him. Or how tough our position may be that he he is there and he is able and he's just so so yeah I know I, I enjoyed it I, I like stuff with it. I, I like I like messages like that and and the thing is while I like the start of the week say so thank you for even having another one I decided we could suffer that because now once the week is started that way you're more open to other things of, of the sort why I like it is because it's 
going back to what you're saying is that it sets the tone for the week, right? So, I mean, it's great to do your own self-study. Uh, it's great to, you know, sing the songs um, and to meditate on your verses and such. But sometimes you need a little refresher, you know, a little pep talk, um, a little motivational speech that keeps you or on your toes. It, it keeps you in the direction that you're supposed to go. It reminds you of that you should really hold firm and keep pushing. And that's why I appreciate not just like church on Sundays on the whole or whatever day, whatever day of the week you decide to have as your rest day. But I appreciate it because it's a reminder and it's a push and it's a motivator. And if you find an exceptionally great speaker, such as Stephen Furtick or Sergeant Roberts or whomever you just subscribe to, I think it's it, it keeps your mood elevated, man, you know? Very true. And the thing is, so for me, uh, I like to hear from anybody. I think I think God talks to anybody. And with, with those persons, like you say, once they uh, are like knee deep, neck deep in the word, you know, they have a grounded source in which they bring it. Mm-hmm. So like I say, that to me, imagine so it, 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 it uh, disrupts the soil in my mind. So now I'm more uh, open to, to receive certain names. And it's something I heard on a podcast today. With Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz, and he was saying, um, just because somebody does something good for you, don't mean they are good for you. And not to me, I was so profound because I know my nature. I'm loyal to a certain sense of some. I think someone's doing something good, regardless of their intention. They're doing something good. I think that a person needs to be a friend, or a person needs to be someone in the corner by me, and then that doesn't necessarily transcribe it all the time because a lot of people do things. Uh, with self-interest. Yes. A lot of people do things just half-heartedly and you just so happen to be a, a benefactor in what they have done. And then you have a lot of people as well too who generally have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it, is, it, is, it is reckless to clump everybody in that category. So you have to be aware, especially when it comes to protecting your mental health, you have to be aware of, of the persons and the players in your life. So understand that some people are your friends, understand some people are your colleagues, I understand some people, your family members, and I was saying that some people are here for a reason or a season, mm-hmm. and, and you have to learn to let those persons go who are here for a season because as in anything, once it's out of season, it begins to spoil and it begins to be toxic and it begins Ooh, to bring that. damage. So if you don't release that person, then you're going to find this undue hardship and you're going to understand, you're not going to understand why or where it's coming from. Things just going to be out of sync and it's going to be because you just had to move on from a situation that you held on for just just a tad bit too long, and and you'll be surprised how once you detach yourself from that that place or that person or that scenario or relationship, then you see how much things can grow, because again you're cutting out this this spoiled thing or you cut out this negative thing, mm-hmm. and now you're allowing things to grow and instead. So yeah, like I say, just because something or somebody does something good for you, don't mean they are good for you, and I was just profound and tied into the to the season and the storm saying again I heard someone say all oh, storms are meant to bring trouble but they're to wash away trouble as well so I think stuff like this especially yeah, everything locked down you have time to at least I have time to self analyze and reflect and just want to say all those things are seem difficult are they 
things that God put there to teach me a lesson or are they things that I cause to be there because I'm not learning a lesson. So I, I had to now take stock wow. and just understand if we okay then what what really is the cause, you know? A lot of things we tend to say, Oh God do this and all the devil do this and all the world is this but naturally you own the natural gossip to happen. And God love you so much that He can let you go through it until you get the lesson. So I, I thought that was that was very profound, um, very profound in terms of clarity and closing space, just clarity and closing space, and just once you do that and ask an anything because you have your your box is only so big. Even though your boss or your cup or, or whatever you're receiving, you tend to can grow. It only can hold so much. And if you now make up space, and again you're making a new season. As you go spring cleaning, you're, you're allowing yourself to now be able to receive more and receive new. And this isn't the spring cleaning or the purging when you go through your contact list or your social media and you just clear out persons who um, you think don't mean you well or are inactive. But it's it's really that um, intrinsic. Uh, you sit down and you reflect and you understand what things are serving you and what things aren't. Um, and it's not just people, but it's um, actions and habits what do you need to do uh, to get you on track to where it is that you need to be what are some behaviors that you need to adjust what are some connections that you may need to adjust as well so I, I really agree with you on that point you have a lot of time to reflect now so what is it that you're doing with it and you know remain focused on what you think and what you believe that God's intentions for you are during this time. No, and it's, I like self-talk. I always, I always like the idea of self-talk and 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 thinking and thinking to yourself and talking to yourself. And I tend to talk to myself rough and harsh, and I, I look for things that top in because I mean, not to say I grow that way, but I mean I, I, I listen that way. It might be me being stubborn, so there's something to show the position. But I read someone say if you if you are not where you're supposed to be. Then why are you so comfortable? And I say, well, powerful. I say, well, I mean, my bad, bro. I didn't. I mean, if you'd have come from my whole neck, um, when you type that, but it's true. It's like it's a lot of things. It's like if you are unhappy with the situation, then what are you doing about it? And of course, it's not a, a, a magic wand to be able where you just could be changed by tomorrow. But like, are you making provisions? Are you making steps? Are you making arrangements to walk in that direction? Like. Like for me, I, I I know I can be healthier, so I know for years. So now when I ask a question, I can answer. I say, well, I I took up exercising more. I cut down on certain things when I eating. I made sure I rested more, so I can say I'm doing those things. And not that I could be my target weight or my target goal tomorrow, but I know I'm a step further than I was if I didn't do nothing about it, just complain about it. So now I can not, I I don't I can hold myself more accountable, and I can say well, you know I'm doing more things about it. And even like what the with the writing and and then uh, skills and stuff, I can say, well, you know, I know I need to master more skills, but I can now look back and say, okay, I master more skills after this. We did doing the podcast, we got the YouTube channel, um, so you edit and we get the websites coming up, mm-hmm. get the company up and go. So you can look back and say you're doing things. Cause all it was, I was uncomfortable, and I took stock and said, what what am I uncomfortable with? And it's it's, it's one thing. At least what I did is that once you had the initial thought, I'm not where I want to be. Boom, that's one thought. Now, why am I so comfortable? It's the second thought. Okay, where is I want to be? And then what is this that makes me uncomfortable? So remember the other day, like, you would have asked me. I had something to do, 
and I was really antsy. Um, I was really um, short in my communication. Um, I just felt agitated, and I tried to isolate myself a bit because I didn't want to direct that energy onto you or the kids, persons who it's not directed to, um, towards. I felt at the time that I had something that I needed to get out, to get done. And so what I did is I put pen to paper and I didn't stop until I got what I needed to get done, done. Afterwards, I felt so much better. It was very pleasant. Made sure to apologize and keep an open line of communication. But sometimes you need to go through a birthing process. And so you're going to be uncomfortable because you need to get your creative juices flowing and you need to produce something and get this out and you're not going to be comfortable until you do so and then you feel the relief because you see where it's going and you're going to give it an opportunity to grow after that but first you need to take action and to actually birth this thing yeah. and that's important because you have to trust that you you have something worth birthing and and you can't deny you can't be like oh I didn't know I was pregnant type of thing on TLC when it's like, but oh, you just denied the thing you had inside you for so long because it's going to come up and you just wanted to be that once it's come out, you're in a place to receive it and then to do something with it. Yes. And so that's the thing. I know a lot of persons and I was one of those early on in my life where I said, but I have nothing to offer the world. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to give. Or so I, I look at other persons and say, man, I, I can't do them. I can't do what they do. I can't do it in the way that they do it. And I just got a point in time where you have to stop comparing yourself to other people. Okay. You have to inwardly look to say, but what can I do well? I was just on a call earlier and I told the person how I found my purpose. Like, but I didn't know what I wanted to do or what I was good at, but I didn't know I liked to talk. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that me liking to talk can be transformed or... or, or Translated. Yeah, and so much different, mm-hmm. into so much different things. I heard T.D. Jake saying, which is over my eyes, like, they asked him, how do you reconcile being a pastor, being a writer, being a film producer, being a tele- television executive? Mm-hmm. He said, well, I don't see myself as those things. I see myself as a communicator. Okay. He said, what it is, what it is that, what it is that the, um, he was placed, a, a seed was placed inside of him. And that seed had not just a tree in it, but it had a, a forest in it. And it's on him to find a way to manifest all those different things in all those different ways. So all those different things he does just manifestations of communication. So I, I, I took that as a challenge. Okay, let me find different ways to get it out. And like you, I, I know that, that agitated and uncomfortable feeling. And I think a lot of persons have that. It's just they don't realize what it is. They don't realize that those pains are that, that that's called trying to nudge them. That's the universe trying to nudge them to say, hey, you are destined for more. Hey, I need you to do more. Hey, just push in this direction just a little bit more because they need you to do something else. And... And I think a lot of persons, until they tap into that, they wouldn't be they, satisfied. Yeah, it's just all uncomfortable. They still be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, and then that ties into the whole what he said next. Actually, what he opened with, Stephen Furtick, we're walking on water. So it's a song they sang. They're not trying to sing it, but the whole they just keep on repeating the song. Can you the part? Can you walk on water? Mm-hmm. Look, I can walk on water. And then he called a different person named, hey, Jill, can you walk on water? Look at me, I can walk on water. And he got a walking on water challenge. And for me, whenever I heard that, and I still feel that way, walking on water means walking out in faith. Because that's the Peter legit, that we walked out on faith. Right. And so I think in my life, I say, but what are some moments that I, I walked out on faith? Or people say, I stepped out on faith. 
or took a leap of faith. But essentially, it's the same thing. And it's like, you only start to drown when you look at your adversity as right. uh, speed of them. When you start to look at the waves around you and look down. You have to sustain your faith. And you have to just keep your eyes focused. Once you keep your eyes focused on your goal, Peter's goal was to walk to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if he kept his eyes focused on walking to Jesus, he would have made it through the fire. But the fact that he took his eyes off of Jesus is when he started to bucket and started to fall. And, and that's to me also, that's always an analogy of focusing. Once you focus on your goal and once you keep your eyes on your target, then you're going to be so driven and so focused that you're going to be, it's going to be hard pressed for things to distract you. And, and like when they say with the horses, the old age horses, when they used to run, they had the blindness on them just so they don't get distracted from the left and to the right and the right of them. And then that's how it is just when you're walking out on faith, if you're doing something scary or you're doing something unknown or you're doing something different. And if you were to look at the naysayers, or sorry, listen to the naysayers or look at the competition of market, you'll never do it. Right. But if you always focus on, you know, my goal is to, as you say, get out this thing, birth this idea, and that's all I want to do. But don't you know that the naysayers come, like you, you hear them from the back, though. They're not the ones on the side of you. It's rarely the persons who are in league with you or or somewhat on your level that has something to say. It's it's usually the persons who aspire to or possibly incapable of doing the things that you're doing that mm -hmm. will have something to say. So you have to take that into consideration as well and and listen with a little grain of salt, you know? Mm -hmm. Even to tie into that, the people who probably was the naysayers in that scenario was the fellas who was on the boat. On the boat. So like, Didn't bro, even try. Y'all on the y'all y'all say did the boat and you're telling me I can't do this yet. I'm on the water doing it. And the person who was who was there receiving him his goal his goal was saying, just come to me, but you're like, just come. Like I don't ask nothing if you just come. And I think that's what our goals ask for us too. You know, our goals don't ask for much of us to just do it, you know. We are we are convoluted uh demands of it. So like if if my goal is to speak more so all my all my goals say well start speaking more. Mm -hmm. But I can be like, well, I can't join this. I don't have time for that. I ain't equipment for this. I say, bro, just do it. Just do it and you'll be surprised how it can open up. So And don't you know that you got farther than the persons on the boat because you actually yeah. stepped out on faith. No matter how shaky your steps were, you kept putting one foot in front of the other and you made it a certain distance. And when that faith fell through, God caught you. Yeah, and he was close enough to get you. He one. was right there. And two, and the same, the same feeling moment is the same. The person who feared that scenario was the person who was blessed to be the cornerstone of the church. Break. One, and then two, we we tend to think that those moments are failures. So if Peter drowned in the water, Peter fell in the water is a failing moment. Or if I fall out, I, I take a leap of faith on the business, the business mm -hmm. over as a failing moment. But who said that was a lesson, babe? That That is a definitely a lesson because now you know more through experience and stepping out on faith than the person who remained in the boat. Because I think the lesson and not to Peter, like you're saying, it was not for him to walk on water, but him to be so fixated on God that he would not get distracted. Okay. I think for someone who wants to leap into their own business, like, the lesson isn't for you to be... To have the business successful the first month, but to leave a toxic environment, but mm -hmm. that might just be what the real blessing might be. I'm ready to tell my story. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's stuff for that. I think we, we tend to go on, by the way, I said before, I limit what it's a God doing, but God have such an overview. And I don't know who said it or I, if I made it up, but if God is a movie director, we only can see the scene that we're in, He sees the entire movie reel. 
So he is making, he is giving you direction on the character base for your entire story. Whereas I can't see past this one particular scene. So you know what they're doing. It's, it's tough to follow. It's tough to listen because it's scary as F. But he knows exactly what he's doing. And I know I, I it's fun. And my uh, short life thus far, I've said I had a lot of scary moments. But I cannot think of one solitary moment where he felt like he did not catch when they fell off. Listen, this whole thing happened during a storm. Literally, if there was not the storm, that would not be the lesson. Uh, it cannot be... No test on testimony? It, there cannot be um, any substance if you don't go through something. Like, you uh, have to go through something at some point. If it was all sunshine and roses throughout the entire story of the Bible, we would not have half of the material and the lessons that we have gained. No. There was always something that was happening, but you always saw cases of perseverance and persons making it through and the push and the despite. So you just know that if you are going through those labor pains, that means that you are birthing something. If you are going through the storm, that means that you are coming out on the other mm -hmm. side of it. This is meant to teach you something. Yeah, to embrace it and, and, and move forward in it. And just be grateful that God loved you so much that he allowed you to learn something in this moment. So one thing Stephen Frederick said, we leave you with this, is choose to speak over yourself this week. First one, say it. I already have victory over anything that comes against me. Say it. God has a purpose for me and my family. Say it. I have everything I need for what is in front of me today. Study it. Deuteronomy 31, 6-8. John 16, verse 33, Romans 8, verses 37 to 39, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, and Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18. Yeah, so if, if you want to follow him, Stephen Frederick, Elevation Church, pretty, pretty cool guy. He like, Elevation Church is easy to spell than Stephen Frederick, but just F-U-R-T-I-C-K. If you look it up on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Until we talk again, this has been the RN Love Podcast. Hey guys. This one is called Love Choice.